Yeah. I guess I am almost too good to be true. I thought as I read the sports, the magazine cover story for the third time. That is, if you believe the hype. But the truth is, I almost ruined my life one night. But I somehow managed to right a wrong and come out basically unscathed. It was a cool October night. And my football team, the Central Georgia University Jaguars, had just recorded our biggest victory in CGU school history over the Louisiana State University LSU Tigers. It was a beautiful night for football, with a crowd of over 80,000 fans. I remember the smell of the grass and how great my teammates and I looked in our green and gold uniforms under the lights in a nighttime atmosphere that only college football can provide. It was an incredible feeling when the team raced from the tunnel to the field, surrounded by a thunderous roar from the CGU fans. I was a red-shirt freshman, and in this, my first start, I gained over 150 yards against a tough LSU defense. After the game, I decided to join my childhood best friend, Delmar, and some of my teammates for some post-game festivities. In the past, for me, that would have meant reviewing film of that night's game. But I was getting tired of all my teammates ribbing me and saying, Brady can't hang, and Brady ain't down with that. So I surprised them and myself by going to drink my first beer with them at senior Teddy Miles' apartment. After a couple of beers, I decided to call it a night and trek back to campus on foot. When I got to the parking lot of Teddy's apartment building, I saw a girl getting out of a car in a white dress and white stockings. When the headlights hit her face, I realized I knew her. Naomi Braswell, a girl from the church I attend in Scarlet Springs. Naomi was one of several people who said they were interested in being a part of saving ourselves when I tried to start the group at the church. But she was the only one who showed up for the first meeting. So I gave up the idea of starting the celibacy club but still talked with Naomi several times about how tough it was playing football and trying to stay celibate. Naomi was a local girl, was majoring in nursing at CGU, and lived with her mother and little sister near campus. Sometimes we attended Bible study on Wednesday nights and went to the movies on Sunday after church. A couple of times she invited me to her house for Sunday dinner. I always accepted that invitation, because her mother could throw down with the pots and pans. I liked Naomi a lot, but I was trying to follow my mother's advice and stay focused on football and my studies. Still, I thought my mother might like Naomi because she was a virgin and went to church three times a week. I approached Naomi, and she appeared nervous until she realized it was me. She flashed a beautiful smile and said, Oh, it's you, Brady. What are you doing over here? Hang with some teammates, celebrating the big win, I said. What are you doing? Apartment sitting for one of my friends who went home this weekend, she said. What apartment does she live in, I asked. Up there, Naomi said, as she pointed toward an apartment on the third floor, almost directly over my teammate's place. Why don't I walk you up? Make sure nobody messes with you, I said realizing that several of my teammates were now most likely drunk and ready to hit the prowl. 
That would be nice, Naomi said as she locked her car door. As we walked toward the apartment, I took notice of her beautiful bright eyes and black hair tumbling over her shoulders. The evening light accentuated her white uniform and outlined her body, making her look like a sexy, naughty nurse and not the church girl I was used to. When we got to the apartment, I realized I was a little tipsy. So I asked Naomi if I could come in for a while, get some water and rest. She said yes. And minutes later, I crashed on the sofa and fell asleep. A couple hours later, I woke up and Naomi was standing in front of me, holding a bottle of water and wearing an oversized white T-shirt with no bra. I could see the shadow of her nipples pushing into the cotton, the soft, heavy curves of her breasts standing out perkily in front of her. An image flashed through my head of me raising up her shirt, getting on my knees and sucking those breasts. I felt a twinge in my jeans, but I tried to ignore it. I thought you might need this, she said as she handed me the water, leaning toward me as her overpowering but welcoming feminine scent washed over me. I found myself breathing deeply, wondering what her skin would taste like. I took a sip of water, then put the bottle on the floor, stood up, and just looked at her. She stared back. I was nervous, and the bulge in my jeans grew tighter. Would it be all right if I kissed you? I asked. Yes, she whispered. I leaned in, put my arms around her waist, and pressed my lips softly against hers. They were sweet, like I always thought they would be. Her body was tense at first, but then I parted her lips, slid my tongue into her mouth. She closed her lips around my tongue, and a shiver ran through my body. I leaned out of the kiss. Where's the bedroom? Back there, Naomi said, pointing behind her. What about your celibacy vow? She asked. I thought about the question for a moment, then said, You don't have to go all the way. Are you sure? We can just, you know, dry grind. Okay. I think that'll be okay. I followed Naomi into the dark room. It took my eyes a minute to adjust before I saw that there wasn't a bed, just a mattress on the floor, a flower-print bedspread over it. What should we do first? Naomi said. Take off your clothes, I said. No, you go first. Let's do it together.